Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Today's kids can face some very tough issues in their lives every day. Now we have a place to come to for some much-needed help. Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, here is your host. Thank you. Welcome to The Good, The Bad, The Ugly on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Emma, and our topic today is uh, 9-11, the, uh, one, of my fa- one of my favorite heroes, and... Egypt, what's going on in Egypt. So I'm going to talk to you about 9-11, and um, I can remember it like it was yesterday because I was in third grade, and it was show-and-tell day, and I brought my little pillow for the fifth time, and all I could remember is seeing my teacher just pick up her phone and basically drop it in horror and cover her mouth and ran across the room to turn on the TV, and us kids didn't really know what was going on because we were so young and on the tv they saw uh you'd see where the first plane hit the first uh twin tower and you see all the smoke and you just i just remember my teacher just falling back into her chair and just crying and saying oh no oh no and us kids didn't really know what was going on so like we see our teacher do, we did the same. We cried, but we don't know what we really were crying about. And it wasn't until I got older that I really grasped the thought that that it really actually happened. I got bits and pieces of the story until I, I saw them together myself and I got the full, full detail of the story. And what really blows my, like really hit me was like this actually happened this is not a cgi thing this is not special effects this actually happened in america because you usually nowadays you see all this stuff happening in europe and asia and all those other countries but you don't really see it in america and it just really shocked me that it happened in america and me being so young i I didn't understand it until when I was probably a freshman in high school. It was the anniversary of 9-11. And my, my, my biology, biology teacher is like, um, I want to show you a video, and you don't have to watch it. You can just work on your work, but I just want to show you this, and I want you to see what really happened that day. And it was a documentary where these two men uh, f- was following... Uh, the fire crew that day, the fire crew that was the first response team to go to Ground Zero. And they didn't really know it because they were just following the firefighters. It was a documentary about firefighters. They had no idea that 9-11 was going to hit until that morning where all of a sudden you hear the radios going ballistic and all this other stuff. And you see them getting ready and getting suited up and getting everything ready and they drove down to the site and you it wasn't collapsing yet it was just when the first plane hit and you see all the they walked into the uh lobby of the first tower and you see all these people like uh all up on down the stairs 
just waiting to get out. Like it was all calm and it, they're not running. They're not going ballistic, going, waving their arms around. They were just calmly just wanting to get out and hurry up and get out. And it was just amazing to me that all these people were calm. Like me, I would be freaking out. I would be flailing my arms around and being, oh no, oh no, what's going on? And then in this one shot, these they're shooting uh, flying bodies going off the railing. And what people do in that drastic measure, like people on the higher levels didn't know what else to do but jump. And they didn't want to wait until we burned to death. They wa- They wanted to go out the only way they know how and was to jump out of the building it just gives i for me i would just stand there and be paralyzed it the thought never ran through my mind like it can never happen to me it can it's not going to happen to us today and my history teacher he uh he talked about this he's like you might have been young but remember record everything you see and record everything that happens because you might not remember it in the future. You might not. Re- yeah, it was a traumatic effect, but sometimes you don't remember it at all. You just lose the sight of it. And that's what was really thinking to me because I always remember it, even though I was so young and I didn't even know what was going on. And I I was just memori- mesmerized by how awful this tragedy was and then when uh the second tower hit that's when it hit my t- my my third grade teacher really hard because she, i guess she had a loved one in one of in one of the towers and she didn't she didn't know if they made it out safe or they were in the rubble and i i was reading up on uh the history of 9-11 and over 3,000 victims were in that building that day who died or disappeared. Uh, half of them were firefighters, and 60, 60 uh, police officers died just being on the ground site because of all the fu- uh, the rubble and stuff. And you are listening to the Voice America Kids Network, and I'm Emma, and our topic today is 9-11. It just didn't really grasp me because I only thought the victims were there. I never really thought of... Uh, the police officers and the firefighters being there. And what the police officers and the firefighters did was go straight to ground zero. They don't care. They didn't what they didn't stand there and be mesmerized. They took action. They took dogs out there to search the grounds to see if there's any survivors. And I give them a lot of gratitude because they're suffering their own health to find somebody else because you don't know what's in that rubble. You don't know what kind of chemicals are in the building. You don't know what's going on. And, like, they were just basically standing on rubble. They didn't know if they were going to fall through that one minute. They didn't even care. All they cared about was searching for survivors and searching for victims. Uh, In the documentary, like I said before, was these two men who basically ran out of the building after the second tower hit and they knew that it was collapsing and everybody was calmly still um, walking down the stairway and uh, this guy took 
the the person with the camera he went with one of the firefighters and they followed him up the staircase because the fi- what the firefighters did they didn't stay in the lobby they went up very top as high as they could before they reached the damage to see how many people they need left to exit the lobby and they didn't really exit the lobby they just had um they went down this escalator then they rerouted into the second tower and then they came out when it collapsed it's just uh basically like a blizzard of ash from miles and miles basically collapsed and it was like a storm of ash and rubble and all this uh degree that was there from the building and you see you see all these people getting covered and people basically dying from the fumes and just normal people not firefighters because they're not the people who were ordinary people who were there they were just standing there looking up at the tower and when they heard that noise like what's gonna happen they started running they tried to take cover they tried to take cover in cars and buildings and and basically anything that they can hide that can cover even in a church uh it the church basically uh, 20 feet away from ground zero was basically covered in ash. And this man was hiding in a pew that was just four feet high. And he was just covered. He was covered in ash, but there's a little hole where he could dig himself out and run as fast as he can away. Even though his health wasn't good, he's the first instinct that you think of is, I got to get out of there. I got to run. I got, I got to. I just got to find somewhere that's safe for me because I can't stay in that church anymore because what if the second wave hits and you don't know what to do and you're the only person in there. And I give my heart my heart out to the people who helped Ground Zero and all all the victims' families who lost a loved one there. What really blows my mind is that after 10 years, after 9-11, Congress actually passed a bill for health care for people who who were in Ground Zero that were there. It just said, why did, why did it take 10 years to help somebody who helped many victims? Why did it have to take 10 years? Why couldn't they put it in effect faster? Because a lot of... A lot of people who survived that could have survived longer with more with health benefits, and a lot of people didn't have that. It's just what really like is I never lost anybody in nine eleven. I never lost a loved one. I never knew how that felt. It's I'm not gonna say it's like I'm the lucky one because a lot of people are lucky, but I. I want to be there for a family or a firefighter or a policeman who who lost a loved one or was the one that died in that attack. I'm just shocked about I didn't even know uh I didn't even know that the plane like there was more planes. I thought it was just planes that were hitting the twin towers. I didn't know one hit the Pentagon and the and one landed in Pennsylvania because they were trying to go for the White House. It was just I didn't I didn't know that. I thought it was just the two planes that hit the World Trade Center. I didn't know I didn't realize that until I got older and older and I'm 
just blown away about everything. And I send my heart and soul out to all the victims and the loved ones who lost somebody or was a victim in the ground zero. That was the hardest day for me, even though if I was that, even though that I was that young, I could still remember it like it was yesterday. So let's take a break. I'm Emma and keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to the good, the bad, and the ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the good, the bad, the ugly on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Emma, and our topic today is a fallen hero. And then I'm going to talk to you about Egypt and what's going on there. So uh, every once in a while, I'll choose a hero that might be famous or not be not be to you, but it's they're in my heart forever. And the person that I'm thinking of right now is an NFL superstar, and his name is Pat Tillman. He's number forty. Um, from the Arizona Cardinals, and his number was 42 when he played for ASU. And he grew up to be a legend, not only in football, but for our country. Uh, he grew up in a small town in California where he ha- his family, ra- his mom and dad raised him 
to have no TV and they only had one phone, which was in the center of the house. So if you wanted to talk somebody, you had to have everybody watching you while you were talking. And he loved the game of football. Him and his brothers, he had three younger brothers and he was the oldest out of three younger brothers. And he, he loved the game of football. Uh, he fell in love with it because he had nothing better to do. He couldn't watch TV at home, so he decided to put his energy, and he he was courageous in football. And in high school, he was a football star that he moved on to have a scholarship, to a full-ride scholarship to ASU, where he led uh, the football team to the Rose Bowl, where he won uh, the conference defensive player of the year in 1997 and the uh, Arizona Cardinals selected him in the seventh round draft of the uh, 1998 NFL draft the previous story before about 9-11 Pat secretly wanted to join the army and because of 9-11 what happened in 9-11 he wanted to fight for his country but he was afraid of everybody finding out that he wanted to join the army so he just kept it quiet until he called his mom one night and said hey mom me and uh me and kevin are gonna join the army and we're just gonna join we're gonna enlist in the army so he was he joined uh the army with his brother and was assigned to the second platoon of the 56 ranger regiment in fort lewis washington where he served tours in Iraq for the Operation Iraq Freedom in 2003 and 2004. And sadly, in, 2000, in April 22, 2004, at the age of 27, Pat Tillman was killed. No one really knew what happened until after the memorial. And I was watching the movie The Pat Tillman Story, their, 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 uh, their brothers basically weren't allowed to tell them about Pat Tillman's death. No one really knew what happened, and they wouldn't tell the family, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't tell anybody. And it was just very heartbreaking to me that the U.S. military would keep something from the family and named him a hero. But after a few uh, weeks after his funeral, everything started to unfold. All the stories started to unfold. And that's where he, it says that he was shot by friendly fire. And I didn't really, all I knew was that he was shot by friendly fire. I didn't really understand uh, how he was shot and how he was killed. But after I saw uh, the Pat Tillman story, where it's basically explaining him from when he was young to the time he died and how he got the he got married to his high school sweetheart and how he he uh loved playing football and loved to cuss i mean whatever he can use without a sentence he always had a cuss word in it even he didn't even care that he put almost a 6 million dollar contract on hold because he wanted to join the army and after his first tour uh, in Iraq he came back I guess the NFL asked asked the army if that he can uh, resign from the army to come back and play football 
and he uh, took a meeting with an, an, the NFL coach, and he said, I would love to play for you, but I love my country more. So he joined back to a second tour in Iraq, where when he was in Iraq, was that he, he and his platoon had to get separated because uh, his car broke down in the middle of the cavern. So they split up. They were about 10 or 20 feet away from each other when Pat Tillman was w- walking up the cavern with uh, another another soldier. I guess the radio signals wouldn't cross so they couldn't understand, like they couldn't, I guess, reach each other. It was just... Um, it was just an amazing thing that he walked up the cavern to see if he could see anything like he can see enemy enemy forces then he saw the second regiment that was there pulling up i guess uh that was his own platoon and they started opening fire because they thought that he was the enemy they didn't know what was going on he's like what's going on what's going on so he threw a smoke grenade down there and it stopped, the firing stopped. And they thought they were out of the clear until they started firing again. Apparently all you could hear his last words were, I'm Pat Tillman, I'm Pat Tillman. Don't shoot, I'm Pat Tillman. That's uh, when he got shot and was killed. It was all unfolding and all unfolding. You see uh, the parents of Pat Tillman they got records, like 3,000 3, pages of records, ba- basically on their son's death, that they wanted to like uncover who shot him. And they uh, blanked all the names out so they wouldn't be uh, searched for. But they were uh, reading it, and they would make little margins like saying, unbelievable how could they do this and then have question marks and uh the family just wanted the truth they didn't want his their son to be a hero if he wasn't they wanted to know the truth and they wanted to tell america the truth and you're listening to voice america kids network and i'm emma and our topic today is a fallen hero which is pat tillman this is a very hard subject for me because uh, my family grew up around football, and my uh, dad worked for the NFL, so he worked with uh, the Arizona Cardinals, and I could just remember just growing up in football and just being a football being a football fanatic. You, uh, you would hear like, oh, how the Arizona Cardinals sucked and all that, but once you heard Pat Tillman and you heard that he was like unstoppable, I mean, he would run at you like full on. I mean, he wouldn't stop. He would just go, oh, I'm going to tackle you and just run right in him, like run right and tackle him. And he, and he actually uh, blew one of uh, one of the other players' helmets off because he hit him so hard. He also did uh, when he got a touchdown. He he did a fir- he did the first front flip in all pads. It was just like he had the love of the game that he loved. 
But the thing that really blows my mind, he gave up a $6 million contract to go serve his country. He didn't care about the money. He didn't care about the fame. All he cared about was serving his country and coming home. And he didn't want to stop until he was, it was over. He wanted to fight for his country full on. That's why he didn't, after his first tour, he didn't go back. That's what made him my hero because he didn't care about the money. He didn't, all he cared about was saving his country and us. He gave up everything to join the army and be in the army. And I have to say his long hair, he looked better with shorter hair because I guess I don't really understand the NFLs with long hair because I'm afraid that they're going to get yanked out, the hair's going to get yanked out or something like that. I just liked him in a military uniform more than a football uniform because it really suited him better. I didn't know him personally and I didn't know him I didn't know him know him but I knew him that after he was killed I knew he was a US military man and he's not he's not a football star. He he might be a football star but he is the one who became a legend not just overnight but he became a legend forever and he would get reminded forever. Pat, and if you want to know more about Pat Tillman, uh, he started after his death, his family created the Pat Tillman Foundation, which I issue now they have a scholarship called the Tillman's Military Scholar and where you can have an opportunity to win that scholarship. You can donate to the Pat Tillman Foundation or you can join the seventh annual. You can join me at the 7th annual uh, Pat's Run, which is going to be April 16th. So, and if you want to know more on how his death happened, you uh, now on DVD is the Pat Tillman story, and you can watch from the beginning to the end on what really happened and what really is going on there and how Pat Tillman's story came alive. He became a hero to me, and he's always been in my heart. So let's take a break, and I'm Emma. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal, and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to the good, the bad, and the ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Emma, and our topic today is the history of Egypt. And then I'm going to talk to you about what's really going on in Egypt. So it's come to my attention that... What's really happening in Egypt is really happening, and it's not some nightmare where I can just pinch myself and wake up. And I don't really know what's going on, and all I have is some information that I got from the news and my take on what's really happening. And I want to give you a little history before I get into everything. So does any of you really know where Egypt is? It's okay, because I didn't really know where it was until I was researching it, and Egypt is located in the Middle East on the African continent, and it's right next to the Nile River, which I didn't know, and it just really surprised me that it was that close to Africa, and it was actually in Africa. And in September 2010, on estimate, 79 million people were not only living in Egypt, but they were living on the edge near the Nile River, which was like, wow, they're only living on the edge. They don't want to go in the middle, like just the middle around there to even it out, you know, like a cake and frosting. I guess a lot of people like the Nile River. And in ancient times, people believed that Egypt was the be- is where humanity began. And in the capital of Egypt is Cairo, and is one of the major cities that you see on the news right now, and it's also in Alexandria. And Egypt is the star of the famous stories like Cleopatra and the story of Moses and uh, Mark Anthony and Cleopatra, which already said Cleopatra. It's also a birthplace for many religions. I did not know that. 
I thought religions were spread out, but I guess a lot of religions were born in Egypt. And uh, in modern-day Egypt in the 1950s, it became a republic. And in the 1960s, they had the Six-Day War is when uh, the... that when Israel invaded Egypt and during the Six Day War, they were allied with Russia, but then Egypt switched from being allies with Russia and became allies with the United States, which caused the uh, 1979 peace treaty in exchange for Israel with from Sinai. And in 1981 is when the the, for, the president today became the fourth and current president of uh, Egypt where because he was a vice president uh, if my information was correct he was vice president when the former president before him was assassinated Egypt today I didn't really know about Egypt until the riots broke out and what's really what was really going on in Egypt until I got news and all this other stuff but Egypt, to me, I think is basically about the pyramids, and I thought there was only pyramids in there, and you could just see all these structures that uh, people did back then, and all these uh, hieroglyphics, and all these all these languages that were there, and you see all the emperors who were there that were buried in the tombs within the pyramids. And it just surprised me on how, back then, how could they make a pyramid? I mean, they didn't. They don't have the uh, pull. They don't have uh, the machinery that we do now. And it just blows my mind on how they can get like over fifteen tons of mud and sand and get all this mixture into a block and then stack it together like dominoes. And it's just. It was really intriguing to me that you you learn about these in history class that you learn about the pyramids and how they got started and only like a few slaves would lift one block at a time to move up these uh, platforms as you will and just stack one upon the other and upon the other until you get this formation. But I would always imagine them building a... Uh, a building like a rectangle I never really thought that they were they were making a pyramid and all these statues like uh, a human that looks like a dog and just sitting down I would always think that they had back then like dogs with human heads and they can talk and that'd be actually pretty cool that they if they had those back then that they had talking dogs that would be kind of cool because you'd be, be like reading your dog's mind that you don't need a talking collar. You can just talk to a mutant dog and talk to uh, just talk to a dog. Like, don't you ever want to read your dog's mind? I mean, I know I want to read my dog's mind, but I would imagine them talking for hours and hours without me knowing. And you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network, and I'm Emma, and our topic today is the history of Egypt. So like I was saying about talking dogs, well, that's not really about Egypt. And once I grew up more, 
once I uh, figured out more and more and what really is appealing was the history of Moses on where he can move water and move water apart. And um, it was just like, I really want to do that. Like, I want to really want to separate water like Bruce Almighty, just separate uh, water, but I can't do that. And it's just intriguing to me that it could have happened way back when. And I... I would be like, oh, I wish I was there because I'd be like, hey, I've been there. I've seen this guy move water. He might be crazy, but hey, he moves water. That he saved a lot of prisoners from uh, the Romans. And it was just an amazing story to me because I thought it was just like a little uh, fib. But apparently back way, way, way before my time and before anybody else's time in the B.C. era that he actually moved water and all this stuff. And then you hear about Cleopatra and her love for Mark Anthony and all this. The She was the queen. And, uh, and I want to be like, oh, I want to be a queen of Egypt, you know, like have stylish hair, walk barefoot all the time. You don't need to have shoes on. That would be like my, my uh, kingdom right there. No one was allowed to wear shoes. But... What really intrigued me was that when uh, the six day war in the 1960s, where the six day war happened, it where uh, Egypt, no Israel invaded Egypt. I thought uh, Israel and Egypt were combined at one point. I thought they were like the same country, like they were together. I mean, like for like they were just on the same side, but apparently, I guess not because Israel invaded Egypt. So <laughs> I guess they weren't BFFs, they were frenemies. So I didn't know that uh, Egypt was allies with Russia. And then they switched. I think they like to switch a lot. They like to change their mind a lot, which is good because you like to have an open mind. And it it was just it just really blew me that like Egypt was in Africa because I didn't know that. I thought it was just a little island like uh, London and England and all this other stuff, and I just didn't really know that. And in 19, no, 1981 is when uh, the president they have now is was former president back then. I was just like, wow, he must be really old. Because I think he might be a hundred or something. Because I didn't know, I didn't know that they only had four presidents. Like we had, f- like almost fifty presidents, and they only had four. I mean, I guess they didn't really have a democracy until recently, and it just—I was like, wow, they had four presidents. It's just, I. It just like makes you m- blow your mind because now they have a democracy where you can vote and do what we do in America but they have a they have a president right now that they're not too happy with that they're not very happy with right now because they're forming riots and it's getting to the point where people are getting killed and it was just it just like blows my mind that Egypt can be 
a little country a little country but it can blow up in a big way i mean you don't hear you don't hear about it anywhere else until it happens like you can say that um the Be- belgian president has passed away but it didn't it didn't really hit the news like the riots broke out in egypt go hide your family and it might happen in america and they start telling us like it's going to happen in america just watch and wait and see and it's just like really like i don't want to be worried that it's what's happening in egypt right now and now it's going to happen here it's just like now you're going to make me have a panic attack making me worry like oh i need to go hide in a shelter or whatever just to save myself and it's just like they i think they're over exaggerating a little too much because you get yeah there might be happening there but it, who said it was going to happen here and the history of egypt just blew my mind because i learned something new i didn't know where egypt was and now i know and now i know where the nile river was cuz i thought it was just in uh just in uh europe not cutting between between um them and it's just and egypt is not is the main i guess the main owners of the nile river which i didn't know i thought somebody else owned that but now they own it and i guess it's a really bad controversy in america because uh it's the main trade is the nile river so let's take take a break and i'm emma keep it right here you're listening to the voice america kids network what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. 
The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to the good, the bad, and the ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the good, the bad, the ugly on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Emma, and our topic today is what's going on in Egypt right now. I didn't really hear about Egypt until all the riots broke out and all the news and anchors and how Anderson Cooper is in Egypt right now and he's stuck in Egypt that he can't get out because the rioters got so riled up that they were throwing punches and throwing rocks and all these sticks and all that until uh, this the interview with Wahim Gaham was uh, a Google executive who actually created a Facebook uh, account, like Facebook group that basically was talking about how the government's going bad and how how uh, the president is doing horrible and all this stuff and they thought uh, that that he was a threat to the government that he was a threat that he was a threat so. Uh, he planned to have a riot on the day on on that day, and he was planning it and everything. And he was telling, and then all of a sudden his status is stopped because the government picked him up and sh- uh, put him in prison for twelve days. And the the rioters, the followers who were there, they they were expecting him to show up. And I guess that's how really the riots broke out and how everybody started fighting and they didn't know what was going on and his family uh wahim's family didn't know what was going on like they thought they thought wahim was in the streets fighting so they would go out there and search around on the ground to see if he was dead or he was there but he was really in uh he was in prison being withheld in prison and these rot riots were getting so bad that they started throwing rocks and all this stuff and they basically told all the men and 
all their all the bro like all the men and all the young men who were there go outside and start fight like to defend yourself and they would pick up anything they would have on like had on them they'd throw rocks they would throw their fists in the air they would pick up like this uh stick and on the news i saw this image where this guy was picking up this metal pole and it had like a sharp object attached to it and he was just swinging at people and just hurting people and you see all these all these uh riots broke out and then the government decided to shut down to shut down the internet in egypt because they thought that since he was having like a group following him on facebook he didn't want more people to get in contact in small groups and small groups and that's when really everything got really started and got really big because the internet shut down and the thing is for me that like they were like oh this is gonna happen in america too they're gonna shut down the internet and i didn't know it got to that point where they shut down the internet and everything got started going bad and i can't imagine because i have a facebook i have uh i i i live basically live off of facebook because i live for status updates and all that but I can't really imagine having it shut down and be like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? And it's just, I think when they shut down the internet, it got more violent and more fierce that it got to the point where people were getting killed and people were getting injured. And uh, this woman who was here in Arizona, she she basically had to run for her life and hide in her room where she stayed because she was uh, an ASU student studying over there to become a teacher and I guess like it got so bad when it shut down the uh, shut down the internet that it got more fierce and more violent that she had to run into her room and basically protect herself because she was getting throcks thrown at her and uh like I said, Anderson Cooper was is in was in Egypt, and I think he still is. I'm not for sure, but um, he he was taught. He basically said that uh, he was just filming that one day until these group of rioters, rioters, not rioters, but rioters, came up to him, and he st- they started saying, "I hate America, I hate Americans," and they started throwing pit punches and he said I would only throw punches when I need to because I felt threatened and him and his crew basically ran to uh his hotel or somewhere safe and they couldn't get uh get on an airplane until they knew they were safe to that point they didn't want to uh tell where they were because uh they had the internet turned back on by this time and they didn't want to say anything because if they did, they said something about where they're located. They thought that the rioters would come and force them to, uh, like, would beat them. And in other, in another news that I've seen and footage that I've seen that uh, this anchor at 50, Channel 15 News was in Egypt and filming. And the same thing happened to her, but when they got in the car and they got in, they were driving away, uh, they, I guess all the rioters, rioters did was throw punches 
even at the car window, they threw punches and they threw rocks and they threw anything they could lay their hands on. And it just, it just blows my mind because uh, you don't really know what was happening. And you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network, and I'm Emma, and our topic today is what's happening in Egypt right now as we speak. And it was shocking to me that last night I saw this video of uh, Wahim the guy who created the Facebook group, they were calling him a hero. They were calling him a uh, this. They were calling him a hero, and he basically, on his first interview, he says, "I'm no hero. I'm I'm no hero because I was locked in prison for 12 days, and I wasn't fighting with my people. I wasn't there, and." I didn't see those people getting killed and be- being beaten. All I all I saw was me in a in a cell, and he basically said he didn't want to be called a hero because he wasn't a hero because he was standing there. He was sitting there doing nothing because he was detained instead of going out there and writing for what he he thought was right that he was writing because he was right and. What my understanding is is that they talked to the president and he uh the president in Egypt and he, they talked about how he he wanted to uh resign right then and there and I from my understanding I don't know if this is correct or not uh is that he wouldn't resign until the next election which is in a few mo- a few months and I I'm just coming from what I've heard and what news I've heard. I don't know what's really going on with that right now. I heard he's giving a speech today, talking about how he's going to resign today, but I'm not sure. And uh, after after uh, Wahim was released from prison, he went to one of his rights and he spoke, and he he's around he's really young he's around his 20s or 30s and it just blows my mind that somebody so young like probably my age can change the world you know that I can't imagine this happening in the United States I like you hear it you hear it from different countries and what's going on but you don't really see anything happen in the United States after September 11th because we take more higher risk. But I knew, um, like, if I knew if the Internet shut down, I don't, I wouldn't know what to do. I would be confused. I'd be like, why is the Internet shut down? Why, why can't I check my Facebook? I mean, come on. I mean, it's Facebook. It's, it's a harmless thing. But apparently it's not. Facebook is not a... a Facebook is not a quiet thing, I guess, because you hear all these stories of people riding in uh, Egypt and seeing the footage and all this stuff on the news. You're like, that's not really happening. That cannot be possibly happening. It's a nightmare that I know I'm going to wake up from. I know I'm going to pinch myself and just say, wake up, wake up, wake up. And I've been pinching myself, and I haven't woke up yet. And I just, 
my my heart and my heart goes out to the the victims in the riots that were they didn't they were there when it happened but they didn't they were there they were the victims but the they were the victims and they couldn't help themselves for being an american or being that and it just it just in other countries it just blows my mind that it can happen anywhere anytime it can even happen here right here right now it can happen right right as i'm speaking and it just blows my mind that some they're using violence to solve a problem and thank you f- so much for listening for joining us you have been listening to the good the bad the ugly i am emma and this is voice america kids Thank you again for tuning in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on Voice America Kids. We'll talk again next week as we dig into more of the issues that really matter to today's kids, whether they are good, bad, or ugly. Voice America Kids. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.